0: Flight Paths Episode One. We start on the t box with a chat about the BC provincials, and then move to the circle where we talk with owner and operator of Okanagan Supply, Dan Coombs.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode One of the Flight Paths. I'm Kerry Neal, and I'm here with Clive Lovett.
0: Hi, Kerry. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. So. Uh... Let's start off with. Well, we have to start off with a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Kerry is a representative of Westside Discs, and we are, have a sponsor, Okanagan Disc Supply. And today, our guest on the show is the owner and operator and fellow disc golfer, Dan Coombs. And Dan Coombs is with us in the studio. Hello, Glav. Hi, and Dan. Kerry. Hey, Dan. Okay, so that's the housekeeping out of the way. Let's start off on the teapad. What have you been doing the past couple of weeks since the last episode?
1: Uh, Well, I played in the Provincial Championships here in Kamloops, Uh, played with some amazing women, and um, I placed third, and that's totally okay. The big part of the weekend for me was the women from the Valkyries Women's League here in Kamloops uh, swept the first place podiums in FA2, FA1, and FPO, so my heart's full with that. And the fact that I got to play alongside some incredible women that whose games are just exploding. So it was a really good weekend all around. I got to see great golf. I played mediocre golf. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and just got to be a champion of these women that I've been playing with and mentoring um, throughout the summer. It was really cool to watch.
0: Cool. So happy with your game or...
1: You know, I am. I, obviously, it would be better if I put more time in, but my time is spent more so in giving back to the game than it is to myself. But yeah, so where I'm at, I'm totally happy with, and I'm I'm okay with that.
0: Cool. And Okanagan Disapply were one of the sponsors. They were. Of the event. And Dan participated in the same division as me. How did it go for you, Dan? It could have definitely gone
2: better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, but it could have gone worse it as well? It could have gone worse. I, yeah. I could have been near you oh (laughs) i'm kidding
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah dan's been playing for 70 years so um, dan finished middle of the pack and i met my goal of not finishing last
1: amazing good job
0: so i you know i'm one up the ladder so to speak
1: perfect and that's what you need to do right set realistic goals know your abilities and just and tournaments are always different like you go out to the course and you play like lights out crazy great golf like when I went down to play the crush in crown brook in august my practice round I played plus three or plus four and then I played plus 14 in my tournament round it was ridiculous so realistic goals when you know you're under pressure and you're playing with people that you really haven't played against before and you don't know how they play so you just you got to give yourself some grace when you start to play tournaments for sure
0: yeah. And I, one thing I don't like is the slow play.
1: You're a quick player.
0: I am. And maybe that's a fault, but and not just that, the way the course backs up because other people in other groups ahead of you might be slow. So now you're sitting on the tee pad with a group in front of you waiting to tee off and you're going, okay. And maybe you've just had a great hole. And yeah. And you want to get up there and you know, stay warm. You Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: you lose focus. It happens to everybody. You hear the pros talk about it too. There's, I can't remember which tournament it was, but they had like four groups backed up on a hole and people were playing hacky sack and like um, there's a card game they play, Spotted or something like that. They were playing that and there, you know, you could see Haley King doing jumping jacks and people were pacing and doing squats and just trying to stay warm because you're in the flow and you're in the groove and all of a sudden you've got a 35, 40 minute wait before you can tee off again.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. So what else have you been up to apart from the provincials?
1: Well, I've been immersing myself in some incredible learning, taking on a bit of a new role in my life, moving away from wine and food and beverage and more into the world of disc golf for work. Yeah, I've, um, you might see me more often at Okanagan Disc Supply. Maybe I could say that.
0: Okay, so more about that in the future, I guess. Yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah.
0: And Dan, things going well at the store? Yep. It's always busy. Yeah. And any new releases out there that people should be aware of
2: glitches here any day it's behind some others but it's it's coming we got oh. a big um glow night happening in a couple of weeks october 14th an mvp event and
1: they can register on disc golf scene for that right
2: yes there's still lots of spots open so
1: so you guys will be at west side yes yeah 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 yep. so it'll be cool so the course is go. shortened for glow so you're in the dark you get two discs from mvp and you got to play kind of like the trilogy challenge or the that you play in the dark for Glow. And they'll have it shortened down. And they'll have probably, is it 18 holes you'll have out there?
2: We're going to do 15 for sure.
1: 15 for sure. So yeah, it'll be fun. So
2: putting in some new ones in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they've got the soccer field. We've rented the so- the club for, has, is taking part. And they've rented the soccer field. So there'll be some really cool holes out there. And yeah, so disc golf scene, check it out. It's called MVP Space
2: Race. Yeah. Yeah. And what date was that again? Uh, October 14th, Friday night. Friday
0: night. I'll have to check my work schedule. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's get to our main part of uh, the episode, which in the circle we have our guest, as we mentioned, Dan Coombs. Now, Dan is, as I've already mentioned, the owner and operator of Okanagan Disk Supply. How long have you had the store, Dan? Uh, just over two years now. Just over two years. Yeah. And so, right in the middle of the pandemic. You open up a store when everybody else is struggling.
2: Yeah, well, I think July of 20, 2020 What are we now? Twenty twenty. Yeah, July of twenty twenty. I literally showed up at the course one day with a bin with a hundred discs in it, and that's where it started.
0: And now you've got a storefront with thousands of discs. Thousands in there. and thousands and yeah. thousands.
2: Yeah. So, what made
0: you open the store?
2: Um. Well, the biggest thing I felt is that there wasn't, I knew there was a, a large community in Kamloops of disc golf and it was growing and there was nowhere to really get what you wanted. There's a few small stores that had a, a few items, but if you wanted something that you really wanted, you had to order it online. And how long have you been the
0: member of the local golf community or disc golf community? Three years. Three years. And you uh, That's pretty good foresight. You saw that it was going to explode.
2: I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened around exactly. me it's crazy
1: what? and yeah. like the, like dan was saying there was no one-stop shop in canlips right like i think the closest we had for everything would have been ace runners in vancouver yeah yeah and so we had to order online or drive down and shop so yeah
0: yeah i remember the the first time i met dan if i just remember but i i, I started playing disc golf I'll have to look up, see if I can find exactly when that date was. But I was playing disc golf. I'm going, okay, I need to get some discs. So I went on Facebook and typed golf discs or disc golf discs. I always say I had disc golf discs. <laughs> um, and then up comes this ad, you know, I've got hundreds of discs for sale. And I'm going, oh, wow, this guy's out of his house. It's got a whole bunch of used discs. And then I phoned Dan. He goes, oh, I've got a store. And I'm going, Oh, a store in town and I ended up going down there and bought three discs that I probably for a beginner weren't discs I should have bought. <laughs> I think it was the mentor, the magician and well the putter was um a link I think. But and I don't think I threw those for a couple of rounds and probably haven't thrown them since I don't think.
1: Because you've gone down to Daz and you've bought hundreds of more discs. Down, yeah. <laughs>
0: all the pretty ones are hanging on the wall. That's
1: right. I think every disc golfer is guilty of that. I remember when we started playing disc golf, we ordered online and then we bought off a local retailer, a guy selling it out of the trunk of his car. And then we started selling discs because we couldn't get what we wanted. So myself and my husband and two friends opened up a spin city. And for five years, we sold discs and had thousands. I was like, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. It's, and everyone's guilty of it. I remember going to play this course I'd never been at before and I was in a tournament with these girls and I look at this girl and she has like a 180 pink destroyer and she has like a 180 pink beast and I was like, What are you doing? She's like, these just look so pretty. Like, look at the foils on them. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? She could throw like maybe a hundred feet and they dive left on her. And she was so frustrated and sometimes you can't talk to those people because like they trust what their boyfriends are saying or their husbands, but yeah, you get it. Everyone's guilty of it. You buy the pretty discs and the nice discs and the nice stamps and you're like, what am I doing with this? So, yeah.
0: Tell us more about the store. What other roles do you
2: perform in the community? Um, We sponsor the local league night here. We sponsor um, Sunday doubles, but we also sponsor many, many clubs across the province. Like, for, just for league nights with CTPs, we do uh, Nanaimo, Vernon, yeah. Kelowna, Lombie.
1: You just um, sponsored a tournament up north in Dawson? Yeah,
2: Dawson Creek. we got a guy up there. Um,
1: the Kootenays.
2: Kootenays, right. Cranbrook. Yeah.
1: He's a very generous,
0: yeah,
1: very generous uh, sponsor of our local women's league as well.
0: And you also sponsor the Okanagan Disapply team. Yes. And you have
2: members of that team all, all over the country as well. Yes, yeah, so we have, I think, 40 plus members right now wow. across Canada.
1: Joe Henderson is on the team. Yeah, Joe Henderson. And she's from Calgary. Myself here in Kamloops, Rachel Estabrook, uh, Gabby on the island.
2: Elaine's coming on board.
1: Elaine Vickers will be coming on board from Penticton. Who else do we have for women? We have lots, like, the women's team is growing. I've been really taking a look at the women that have been showing up to the tournaments this year and uh, having conversations with Dan afterwards about, because it's not just how well you play, right? It's how you represent yourself, how you could represent the team if you were wearing the jersey at our tournaments as well as at their local tournaments in their towns too. So, but yeah, there's men, like, the island is represented, northern BC, the Kootenays, central British Columbia, Alberta.
2: Ontario, Quebec, and it's not about, hey, these guys are going out, there getting first place in tournaments every weekend. That's not what I built the team around. It was people that were good on social media, had good people skills, um, could run events in their own community under the OKDS flag type of thing. More so just good ambassadors of the sport more than anything else is more important to me than winning a tournament every weekend. So do you approach people or are you approached by people? Both. I've gone up to people that I felt would be a good fit. And then other times I've had people call me from literally thousands of miles away that want to be on the team. And we do a little back and forth before we figure it out. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So let's say you've got a player.
0: I mean, I, I, as far as representing OKDS in tournaments locally, I mean, there are a lot of good players in Kamloops and a lot mm-hmm. of new good players. I'm not going to say any you know, any, any names, but let's say one of those players wanted to be, say, hey, I'd like to, to play on KDS and go to the Provincials as a representative, or they have like a club championship as well, I believe, in BC. Yeah,
2: How would someone go about coaching uh, you? Well, if you're not already on the team, then contact me and, we would basically have a discussion around that yeah i'm always open to new players on the team but they have to fit yeah like there's been people that unfortunately we can't take everybody no nope. there is costs involved in having people and it's got to be the right fit to make that yeah make that happen cool
0: yeah i mean you see those shirts all over the place and on
2: oh yeah online. league nights there's yeah 25 plus yeah. jerseys out there it's it's good to see. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And a, a cool logo. So yeah. next time you're out on at a tournament, if you see one of the OKDS shirts, say hi and um say hi from us to them and send thank you.
1: Absolutely. And the camaraderie amongst the team members and the friendliness and the the positive uh vibe they bring to any event. Like we were in Clearwater it was so nice, like people, the people loved it, people think it's really cool, all of a sudden you show up and you cluster together for awards and your shirts are going up there non-stop picking up their trophies and their, their um, money or their their award for what they've done and it's so neat to see and people get excited and they want to be part of it and you know people reach out to Dan or lots of people have reached out to me too um I am a member of Dan's team and being sponsored by Westside I have some contractual agreements with Westside how I can wear Dan's logo so just like you see I it has to be smaller than the Westside logo but I do wear it on my shirts and if it's not a sponsored event, I like at Westside, our community event. I showed up in my OKDS shirt. Yeah, and that
2: tattoo should be done shortly.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, uh, <laughs> the one on my neck, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, and that—that's a lot of people sometimes don't realize that I'm part of the team, but I am, and I love it. I love everyone is so friendly. We have a group chat. You know, people are recognized people on their birthdays, and today we had some players playing that one, Matt Ohana He's 15, I think. He won in his advanced division and sent a picture of his trophy, and everyone was congratulating him. So it's really cool. It's a really great feeling in the community to be part of that team.
2: And Ron up in Dawson Creek today won his Yes, division. yeah, first, super cool. His first tournament win, so. Cool. Yeah. Nice.
0: Okay, time to hit Dan with some real thought-provoking questions. Dan, your
2: favorite MPO player. MPO player right now, probably Simon. Yeah? Yeah. Why? He's just he's personable. He's a, a people person. Just even hearing stories of him at the at the worlds where he's out at night interacting with the public. I mean that's huge. You've got some. There were some maybe better players or more high profile players that were there that were they're seen on the course and it's like they're under lock and key afterwards and you don't see them again till the next morning on the tee pad. Uh, Simon's just a uh, I don't know a good advocate. I enjoy watching him play. He's exciting to watch and he's interacts with people, which is huge for me. That's if, if I had a guy on my team, I would want him to act like that. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: And opposite. Who's your favorite FPO right now?
2: Oh, Kristen Tatar is pretty hard to beat. Why? Same thing. She just, I, I like the way she portrays herself on and off the course. She's, very she's in the public eye lots like you and just the way she interacts with people. There's it's not the hoity toity don't talk to me type. It's she seems to be very very personable and I like that in a person.
1: Both those players in my opinion are super humble. Yeah. Like when you hear them talk and they're they're really uh, grateful for where they are in life and in their career and I think that's really cool they take nothing for granted yeah, yeah
0: super cool good choices what's a favourite course you played?
2: Um, that's a loaded question because it's constantly changing my favourite course I've played so far this year would be a better question okay
0: um, so let me give you a better question okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the favourite course you played this year?
2: I had the privilege of playing Melville Saskatchewan this summer, I went out there to visit my parents, and um, I called a well-known Canadian disc golfer, Jerry Ann Brownbridge, and her husband came out, and they drove an hour and a half to meet me to play Melville one afternoon, and my wife and I joined her and uh, Arlen, her and Arlen for a for a round, and then the very next day, they actually, or a couple of days later, they actually had a league night. And I went back and played that with Arlen again, and just had a great time. It was a it was a different course, and it was it was very cool. Long tunnel shots, water, um, lots of trees, not what you'd expect in, in Saskatchewan. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. I'd, but I'd love to play it again. Yeah, lots of trees
0: means three on the course. Or... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. What course would you most like to play? Maybe one you've seen.
2: Oh. What is that? Eagles? Eagles Crossing. Eagles Crossing. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I just said that to Craig last night. We were watching disc golf. I'm like, we're going to play there soon.
2: The guy guy spent hundreds of thousands of dollars building this course and it it just screams come play me. Yeah. (laughs) No, totally. It's a
1: bucket list one for me too. I think next year might be the year. I just heard so much good about it. So Next question, probably the hardest. Um, if you could pick one disc in your bag to play a round of 18 with, what disc would you pick?
0: Probably my Crave, MVP Crave. I knew you were going to pick that. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 okay,
1: I I'm that. not super familiar with MVP, so and maybe our listeners aren't, so break it's down.
2: 6.5, 5, minus 2, 1. It's, a, uh, don't know, it's so easy to flick. You can control it.
1: Is it, so, so it's is it a fairway driver or a mid being 6.5? It, it's 5? a fairway driver, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, but it's just very, very comfortable in the hand. Small rim? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Can they yeah. get them at Okanagan to supply? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I
0: I have one, and it's not in my bag. Dan told me. What, what did he sell me that on? He sells me on. He goes, you need this. Was it Crave on hole 7 at MacArthur Island? You just throw this out there, and it'll come back.
2: Um, no, that's the TL, which you oh. returned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What maybe. works for me doesn't work yeah. for everybody. No, no, that's right.
0: Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was whole six. It was, it was four, whole six. Forehanded four, on full six. Uh, yeah.
2: And yeah. Whole six. So,
1: so, Clive, are you at that point yet in your game where you could pick one disc and play a course? Y-
0: yeah, I mean. Say Mac Island, something you've played Mac yeah, Island on the regular. I, I, what would you? If f- I was to take one disc, it would be it would be a mid range, maybe the, maybe something like the Crave. I like my maybe the the Haley King Mako three. Okay. Uh, maybe the Pathfinder, something mid range um, that I know is going to fly straight, and you know you you can putt with as well.
1: Excellent. See, well, I would say I would take my EMAC judge first round EMAC judge, yeah. and I would if you can throw a putter off the tee clean, yeah. it's you're gonna you're gonna play well.
0: Yeah, I mean you play a totally different game, but well, I mean, yeah. maybe it's maybe a better game if I didn't try to throw it so far. But, um, <laughs> but you know, if I took my MV I'd throw it just you know accuracy
1: before distance. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I, well, it was one of the things I asked Paige Shue one time because if I've if you could look at any player that throws a putter off the tee, she can throw it like 250 feet, almost 300 feet, and it's clean and it's straight down the pipe and it's amazing. And she just I asked her and she said that just one of the things she made sure she could do as a player was control her putter and throw it well and clean. And she will like on a tunnel shot that demands you to be straight down the tunnel putter every time
0: why I mean not that I'm anything like Paige Pierce but that's if I've got hole 10 yep hole uh, hole 10 at Rose Hill hole 16 which when the trees go in it's basically a tunnel shot yep any of those I take my envy and just try not to oh please don't overthrow it please don't overthrow it (laughs) (laughs) And if, yeah. I, and if I just go easy on it and flick it, they go straight, and that's what happened you know.
1: That's awesome. I think that's something that every beginner should learn to do is throw their putter first, and I think they get too anxious about wanting to throw, like, you know, you know, the felons and the destroyers and these big, beefy discs, and it's like, no. Like, you know, Ricky and Heinberg throw those for a reason. Yeah. Uh, you never throwing anything before brand new to the game. I know it looks pretty. Yeah just just throw a putter. It's like yesterday
2: yeah. we went to Lakers in Vernon. Yep. And it's a basically a putter course and I just took a I took my TL and a putter. I had my whole bag on, but those were the only two I was throwing and I got to 7 and I thought oh, I, I just want to unload something. Yep. I grabbed my beautiful Missy Gannon Thrasher and it's at the bottom of the pond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'll teach you down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not Missy Gannon. You don't throw like <laughs> no. that. Yeah, but it, it's, you know, and, it, and it's a learning curve for sure. So it's, and if you're new and you don't have someone new to help you or someone, I mean, someone experienced to help you, you don't know, right?
0: I know a lot of people listening to the podcast come from Kamloops, but if you're not from Kamloops, we have three courses. We've talked about two, two of them, Rose Hill and MacArthur Island, but, and we have briefly mentioned the third one, Westside, but Westside it's a great uh, nine-hole course if you just want to take a mid-range or a putter out and just because you have to throw straight.
1: And yeah, it's a great place to learn to dial your game in. Yeah. Um, when Craig and I first started playing, we went down to uh, Pender Island. And of course, you're down there and you got your Firebirds and Wraiths and just like all these heavy-duty discs and I remember Alex Fraser saying, no, just grab your rock and your aviar and let's go. And I was like, who just plays with a rock and an aviar? Like, what is that? And yeah, that's where I learned my touch game. And I have, especially this year, I noticed with the women, a lot of people compliment me on my touch game and um, my ability to throw a putter nice and smooth. And that's where I learned was with the trees and the tunnels and everything and being able to throw straight. And it was probably the best thing that ever happened to my game was just spending a week on Pender
2: Island. Yeah.
0: So, Dan, how can our listeners buy things from your store, get in contact with you? What's Um, the best way?
2: Best way through the website, com. Okay. Um, Or they can message us on Facebook, um, Instagram, or through email. Got a phone number? Yeah, 250-571-4654.
0: Yeah, and trust me, I'm not being biased because Dan is the sponsor of the show, but good guy, and will treat, knows customer service, will treat you the best.
1: Absolutely. I think, and I can say this, I'm on the team, disc golf's really important to me. 23 years now, I wouldn't be part of a team that I didn't feel my morals and my moral compass aligned with. And when I met Dan and he was doing this, absolutely. When he, I approached him because I had another offer and he, we made it happen. And it's been two years Two years, yeah. and yeah absolutely one of the, the the best the best like seriously treats everybody fair goes out of his way to make sure things are done often stays late to make sure stuff's packaged and out the door like yeah like honestly we're lucky to have Dan in Kamloops Canada's lucky to have Dan.
2: Carrie gives me crap all the time for because she sees my Instagram stuff and I'm answering messages at that- 11.30 at night from customers yeah and
1: I'll come in I'll come in the morning and be like what are you doing like cause stop so yeah but yeah Dan is like I'm like you're supposed to be closed at 4.30 and you're answering messages at 11 last night and he's in at 7 in the morning packaging something up before UPS gets there so people get it so yeah
0: and he puts up with my twice weekly <laughs> pre-work visits when I've got on you know working late in the afternoon until the evening
2: is it only twice a week it feels like more <laughs>
0: it it, it feels like more to my wallet (laughs) (laughs) right yeah
1: right yeah no thank you dan for for seeing something camels didn't have and being so new to the sport and really taking a chance on something that you were new to as well right and i guess that would be my question being in like taking on a business something that you didn't know a lot about you didn't have a lot of history what made you feel like you could take on disc golf as a business and make it successful
2: I really didn't know at first. It just kind of grew and I grew with it. So as the sport exploded through COVID, I did the whole big learning curve with that. Um, and I just followed suit. It just, it just made sense to me to keep it going. I could have kept it small, yeah. but it was one of those things in the online world now is it's go big or go home that immediate
1: uh, gratification of getting something and they can't get it from you. They're going to go somewhere else. Exactly. Okay. Awesome.
0: Cool. Thanks for being on the show, Dan. Thanks for having me. Kerry and I would like to thank Dan again for being on the show. Our first ever full episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions for us, please email us at flightpass.dg at com or just go to Facebook or Instagram, and hit us up there, and leave us any messages. Again, we are sponsored by Okanagan Display. Just go to Okanagandissupply.com for all your needs. And remember to use the code FLIGHTPASS to get a 10% discount. We'll see you in two weeks.